This is Canada Reads American Style, featuring two friends who love Canada Reads and Canadian literature. Welcome our host Rebecca from Michigan and Tara from Ontario. Welcome everyone. We are I mean, it's a happy day, but it's kind of a sad day. It's the Canada Reads finale, CBC's Canada Reads finale. Uh, it is over, but it was fantastic. And we are going to talk a little bit about it today. And we have a couple of other really fun questions that we'll talk about that will lead us into next year's competition as well. So we're going to go ahead and start and we're basically opening it up and you can, any, any one of us can talk about any part of the whole competition or today specifically. And we'll actually start with Tara. Okay. I have had a platter of poutine and I am ready. Um, yeah, maybe not a platter, not that big, but still a big dish of poutine and I am ready. So I am very happy with the way today's vote went because as soon as Christian spoke for the first time, I'm like, yeah, I think his book, it, it is time for his book to win. It, it, this is the day, the week for his book. So I was really happy with how it went. I was a little surprised at the votes. I didn't expect it to be a four to one uh, result. But I think that everyone kind of felt the same way, that it was time for Five Little Indians to be spotlighted in this manner. So, yeah. And I, one little shout out. I loved... Allie's and Christian's jackets today. They looked amazing. They looked so good. I have to go back and look at Allie's. I, I, I loved Christian's, but now I don't remember. What did Allie's look like? Do Allie's you was just this beautiful pink oh. jacket. Yes, he had a great shirt on and then this beautiful pink jacket. It was really nice. It looked really stunning on him. Yeah, I noticed his uh, Allie's shirt and I thought that is a very cool shirt. So yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah they both look great. Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, I've been loving this competition. It's my favorite Canada reads since I've been watching. So in the last few years anyway, and, um, I do a prediction every year after I've read all of the shortlist and, uh, it was following my predictions. So the first book to go out was the one I predicted second book, third book. And I did say in my prediction video that I would be happy if five little Indians or Scarborough won. And that that was true. I, I would have been happy either way today. Uh, and I think I, I ended up leaning towards Scarborough in that prediction. And it was because of, um, I think partly because it was the one that I read, uh, like right now, and um, I've read Five Little Indians a long time ago. So it could have been that. So it was really fresh in my mind. But today, I thought it went the way it was supposed to go. It was so yeah. well done. And I think, um, you know, Terry, you mentioned that you were surprised that it went four to one. And I can see what you're saying. But at the same time, I think the debates went so well. And Christian really went to bat for his book. Yeah. Um, that, you know, like Tarek really thought about it. Uh, Mark really thought about it. And I think that I think that this is the first time I feel like people were trying to pick the book, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. so sometimes you know I feel in the competitions like it's like no I'm gonna win and I'll do whatever kind of like a survivor mode you know or amazing race mode like I'm gonna do whatever yeah. it takes where this one I actually think that the conversations was a, were about the book and that people really wanted to pick the best book 
and um and even you know mark made a mention something about that that sometimes he watches and they talk about everything but the book and they really went into details about the characters and the writing and the structure and I really, as a reader, I really appreciated that part of it. It was my favorite thing. And uh, Michelle Good, my Auntie Coco, shout out to her. I love that she won. So um, Christian did a great job. Yeah, I just, Jolene, I, <clears throat> excuse me, I just kind of have to echo everything you just said because, you know, when I started watching Canada Reads, I think the first year I watched it, it was the year that Humble the Poet won with 15 Dogs. And it was really just this discussion and this book discussion, which is how I sort of discovered it. And I fell in love with it. I was like, this is the most amazing thing. And then, you know, we've had a couple of years where things got a little contentious or whatever. And I was like, oh, you know, let's go back to the way it was, you know, the first time I heard it. I want to hear it as a book discussion because as readers, that's what we love. And they could have talked for four weeks for me. And just kept pulling out those gems and the discussion points and everything. Because even though I think Allie thought Suzanne sort of went off topic a little bit because he was sort of saying like, oh, keep in mind, you know, we're debating the books. I yeah. still loved hearing all of those comments. I, I really, I thought that was important to still hear. And I also want to give a huge shout out to Allie because he was, I think, he probably was really happy too that he didn't have to like stress over, you know, any day, any of the days, all four days. And I just thought he handles himself so beautifully. It's, you know, he's got a little light humor when it's important. He keeps things moving. I just think in every way, shape and form, CBC's team, their entire team pulled this off and made it the best I've seen. And I just, gosh, I it, it makes you want next year to roll around really quickly. But I just hope that they sort of hold this year up as the example that everyone should try to follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So let's see, any other comments? Well, I will say too, the one thing I wanted to say, I was a little surprised because yesterday when Tara and I talked about how we thought the vote would go, I actually thought that uh, I think Suzanne and both Tarek would vote for vote off five little Indians. So it was really a surprise to me personally that, that the vote was four to one. So I was a little bit of a surprise. Uh, Rebecca, what did I predict? You pre- I know I'm going to go back and cause I did write it down as our you listeners wrote know. And I'm so glad you did. Cause I'm like, I can't remember what I predicted. Okay. You said that Mark and Suzanne would vote off uh, Scarborough okay. and Tarek because you really were, you said you could go either way with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, and you said he would vote off um, Five Little Indians. Oh, so okay. Okay. you, between the two of us, you won. So you're yeah. the winner. Yes. So there you go. <laughs> no, but that's not why. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I, like, I'm very competitive. I mean, you win. So there you go. Yay. <laughs> okay. But that means that, uh, that explains why I was kind of surprised at a four to one vote today mm-hmm. as well because I was like oh I thought there would have been another vote in there for Scarborough so mm-hmm. yeah yeah but they did they just all did oh, a yeah. super job they did yeah well are we ready to move on to our next question which I think yeah. is kind of a fun question okay <laughs> yay okay yep. so who this is of course for 2023 although when you find out from Allie that a lot of times and from other defenders that they've been 
grooming people for years to be on the show. Who yeah. knows who will show up in 23, but who would you like to see as a defender in say 2023? This is a really interesting question because um, I, you know, I know they try to make it as diverse as possible. They try to, you know, pick different people from various uh, kind of, you know, like we had, you know, an athlete, we had a, uh, we've had singers, we've had writers, we've had scientists, like we've had everything. So I was trying to think like in terms of that, like who, who would, you know, who would be in my top and, you know, we've mentioned this before. I don't know if we've mentioned it publicly before, but JL Richardson, uh, mm-hmm. who is the founder of the festival of literary diversity, the fold festival. Um, and, uh, you know, I think she would do a great job. She, she does a little bit afterwards, kind of a live 20 minute thing on Instagram afterwards. And she has some great thoughts and she has, you know, her strategies herself. And I'd like to actually see her put those into action. So I think that'd be great. Um, I was also thinking of Romeo Dallaire, oh. um, who for me is like one of Canada's greatest heroes, um, Romeo Dallaire uh, led the peacekeeping nation uh, or peacekeeping nation, the peacekeeping mission uh, in Rwanda during the Rwandan genocide oh, um, against the Tutsis yeah. in 1994. And um, and I think he actually may have had one of his books on Canada Reads. I could be wrong about that, though. That would have been a while ago. Um, but yeah, I'd love to see someone like him, especially if it's done the way it was done this year. I think he would bring a lot to the table. Yeah. And then the third, I had three, sorry. I, the third person I was thinking, <laughs> and she may have already done it actually, but I, I don't know that because I haven't watched the earlier ones, but Megan Follows. So Megan Follows for me is Anne of Green Gables. Yeah. <laughs> and um, just, you know, such a great Canadian, you know, actress. And I, I think she'd be a lot of fun to see her uh, defend a book. So I those, think she did ones. do one of the earlier ones too, she Jolene. May have. Yeah. Yes. So I can't I, remember you know, the book, maybe but she needs to come back. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they they have had people come back once or twice, right? Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, repeat once. So Oh, they have? Yeah. Yeah, oh. I think so. Okay. Now who's now Jolene, is the guy that you mentioned in the middle, yeah. is that the one that you interviewed on your um on YouTube? No. Um okay. that was a Rwandan survivor. Oh, Omar. Okay. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Omar wrote a book um, about uh, surviving Niamata, which is one of the, memor- well, now it's a memorial site. At the time it was a church. And um, so, yeah, so that was uh, Omar. I'm trying to think of his last name now, Nienze or something like that. That's not what it is. I'll have to look it up. Um, but yeah, so no, Romeo Dallaire, um, he's done a lot of work. He's talked partly because he has uh, PTSD, um, obviously, after everything that he tried to do. Um, because he, he stayed even the, against orders when he was told to, to leave and he, he just couldn't do it morally. He couldn't do it, but he suffers every day because of it. And, you know, he's tried to take his own life. He, he talks about what that's like and, and how he lives in Rwanda every day. And he, um, has written about the PTSD and, but he's also done a lot of work against child soldiers and things like that. So he's 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 an incredible person. I know he suffers greatly, but he's still doing so many great things um, while he's suffering. And um, yeah, he's just an incredible speaker. If you ever get a chance to hear him speak, uh, definitely worth going to hear him. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's that's an incredible list. 
Yeah, thank you. And, and, no, I mean, that's actually a really incredible list because yeah. now mine seems a little kind of silly, but that's okay because, <laughs> because, okay. because when I looked up like Canadian celebrities, like I didn't know how to oh. find people necessarily. Mm-hmm. And of course it's always, it's the huge names like, you know, Ryan, is it? No. Um, yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the other one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Both of them. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to pick them because that's just too obvious. And I don't know that they would ever do it, but yeah. The person I picked is one of my favorite, one of my favorite actors from one of my favorite TV shows of like forever. And he's, and it's a Canadian show. You guys probably, I I don't know if you watched it. It was being Erica. Did you guys watch that? No, No, I I didn't, but you've mentioned it and I want to. I love it. So, okay. So Michael Riley is an actor and a producer and he played Dr. Tom on the show and the basic premise of the show and, and Aaron Oh gosh, I can't pronounce her last name. It's like Carplunk or something. She's the one that played Erica. And basically it was just a story where she meets this guy who's like a therapist. And I put that in quotes and he's able to have her go back in time to sort of correct the mistakes she made when she was younger. And the story's just amazing. It's her family, it's her relationships and everything. But it was the Dr. Tom character that I love so much. He just had all this wisdom and, but he had his own angst and pain and everything. And I just thought the actor was incredible. And I think actors, I was thinking back of Tamo Pennicut and how he just did an, an impassioned defense of an of American war. And so I thought maybe as an actor, you know, he would have that same ability to be on there. And he's somebody who isn't like Ryan Reynolds, right, where everybody, you know, knows him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, I thought maybe, you know, he would be like, I would watch it besides the fact I have a huge crush on him, but I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, but I thought, anyway, that's my choice. And I only had one because I was like, I I don't know how to find like all these, because they do find amazing people to be yeah. the defenders and I don't know how they find them, but it's kind of like dancing with the stars, right? Sometimes they'll put on these people on the show and you just say, who are these people? <laughs> so I think it's kind of the same thing. They do find some really hidden gems uh, among all of you Canadians. So that's just my one choice, Michael Riley. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. It's not silly at all. That was good. No. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so mine, when I was thinking about it, I went through a couple of different ones that first popped up and then no one popped, but I wanted someone that if it was announced, I would be like, Ooh, like really excited to see them. And also someone that I thought could do a really good job. Now, oddly enough, I had a, this is so funny. And my husband and I both shared this because when I asked him, when I mentioned it to him, he mentioned the same name and I was like, me too. No, but it's so (laughs) silly, but it shows how formative it was in my childhood. Mr. Dress Up was the first, one of the first ones that popped into my head. And I'm like, I love Ernie Coons. I know. He passed away so long ago though. Oh, so long. Yes. It's, but that popped in my head. And then I also, um, uh, this musician has also passed away, but I think he would have been great too. Uh, there's a Canadian band from British Columbia, Spirit of the West. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, their lead singer, mm-hmm. John Mann, mm-hmm. who was a ball of energy and very, um, had a great way with words because he was a poet. It was in his music and his lyrics. And I would have loved to known what book he would have chosen and I would have loved to have seen him fight for that book but then so but again he sadly passed away a few years ago so that's not going to happen and then 
thank you. Thank you. But then I kind of, Rebecca, went Mm -hmm. the way of you and went, wait a minute. I loved this TV show and have a huge crush on this one particular actor. And it's Tom Jackson from North of 60, who is, yes, right. (laughs) And he's also a musician and he's tall. He's a good looking man. (laughs) He's got a great voice. Mm -hmm. And again, I would love to know what book he's going to pick. And I would just sit back and watch him talk. Like, see, I want to watch that show, but I can't get it anywhere. I've looked that up and I've never seen it. So I don't know who you're talking about, but I tried to see if I could watch it on something yeah. and I can't find it anywhere. So no, I haven't, oh. I haven't watched it in ages because I can't find it either. But. Tom Jackson would be fantastic. And it's, it's funny that you mentioned Mr. Dress Up, Tara, yeah. because just before you started talking, I wrote down two more names. I was, I'm trying to no. pick my favorite uh, people. And yeah. one of them is Fred Penner. Oh, and he's still alive. <laughs> so yes. He's got that going for him. That would be uh, and Rafi. Yeah, Rafi right. would be really good too. Yeah, right. So that that yeah. would be fun. And I mean, I've been to music festivals, uh, well, pre-COVID, the year or two before COVID, and yeah. um, Fred Penner has been there, <laughs> and the kids like him, but the adults yeah. like him even more. Like he's just fantastic. He's so much fun, yeah. and we, you know, do all the crazy songs and do all the actions. So he'd be good. And then I also wrote down David Suzuki. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm good. actually surprised that he hasn't been on it already. Mm-hmm. When you say mm-hmm. his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I do, I know David Suzuki, but pretty much all the other names that you mentioned, <laughs> I didn't know, which would be in, in fine uh, order of the way it is every year when they announce the uh, people. I don't know who they are. Although I did know Tarek, like I said, because I actually had ordered his chocolate uh, and had it delivered here in Michigan. So uh, that was that happened before the show. So, well, those are all really great choices. But you know what? It just dawned on me, ladies. What? We only picked one woman out of that whole pile. I oh, have two. Oh, you do? I Who did JL, you have? I have JL Richardson. <gasps> oh, that's right, JL. Yeah. That's right. You had yes. two, but oh, we did actually, not. I could throw in because I just went with who I end up being my final final. But I also had Sarah Pauly with oh, that's running right. too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think she would be great. She would be. That yeah. would be fun. Yeah. 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 Okay, I think those are really good choices. So if if CB if anybody from CBC is listening, <laughs> we would like to see any or all of these people eventually uh, on Canada Reads, except for of course the first two that Tara mentioned. <laughs> <in their past>. <laughs> Sorry. You <laughs> know when you started to say that, I was like, wait a minute, what? I know. Okay, no, that was funny. And I could not get John Mann out of my head because I I love him so much. And I was just like, oh, my God, he would have been so good. He would have been so good. Okay, now our last question for today is, since we've already talked about Defenders, we want to know what books would you like to see on the short list in the future? So this has to be one you're willing to put out there to be on the short list and actually on the show. I'm going to go first. Most of the Canadian literature that I've read in the past five or six years or whatever it has been, it's been all pretty much Indigenous authors. So I went back and I looked and I thought, well, the last two books have been uh, that one were by Indigenous authors. So I thought, you know, I'm going to go a little, little bit different and not pick one that's on my master master list. But it is one that we read recently and we actually did a podcast about it. But I want to see A Town Called Solace by Mary Lawson. 
And I want to see it for a number of reasons, just to sort of switch it up a little bit. It's a Northern rural community, which I love because I'm a city person. I've, I wasn't born in in a big city, but I've lived in major cities and I love cities. But when I read books about rural communities, it just is exciting to me. I just think there's something really beautifully descriptive usually about it. So that's one of the things I loved about it. I also love, because I was really thinking about the arguments they could make in the debate, right? It really covers a small child all the way to an older woman at end of life. And there's this wide range of characters, Also, it is very realistic. Everything that happens in this book, there's no fable or fantasy to it. It is realistic. All of those things could have happened to people. And I love too that it's quiet fiction because I think, I always say I love quiet fiction and it never gets its due because people kind of blow through it. They don't really necessarily, I think they look for the, you know, like exploding you know, bombs or whatever. And they sort of forget sometimes. I always say it's a slice of life. I love those kind of stories. So I like that it's quiet fiction. And it's said in the past. And what I like about that is it really sort of takes off the table having to worry about today's sort of um, today's issues in a way. And I don't mean that in in any way as slight against the books that have been winning or the books that have been really prominently displayed, which I've loved, obviously I've loved all of them. But I just like the idea, because one of the things that Tara and I had said about it was what happens in the book could only have happened in the past because if you'd had access to a cell phone and could look things up, (laughs) the outcome would have been a different story. So for all of those reasons... And I and plus Mary Lawson is an amazing speaker about her books. And I feel like, oh my gosh, if there was a great defender, the two of them could just really have this awesome relationship. So that is what I am going with. A town called Solace. Okay. I'm gonna choose a book that's about twenty years old, actually. Ooh. I uh went through I I was kind of forgot we were doing this question and then I went, Oh my gosh, what do I pick? And uh, so I went through to my Canadian lit shelves. And I picked uh, River Thieves by Michael Crummy. Oh, so he's yeah. a, yeah, right. So he's a Newfoundland author, Rebecca. I don't know. I don't think you and I have discussed him. Mm-mm. So, um, yes. So he's from Newfoundland. And River Thieves is actually set in the 19th century, I believe. Let me check on the back. Yeah, the beginning of the 19th century. And it's about um, a white settler colonist coming to Newfoundland to establish contact with the Beothics, who are the Aboriginal inhabitants of Newfoundland. Um, I loved this book when I first read it. I need to reread it soon, actually. And what I, why I think it would be good now is I find that we are, everyone, we're struggling with history and history as we know it and history as it's being revealed as we learn new stuff. So, and what do we continue to teach? How do we teach history now? I find it really interesting what the discussion that's happening around history, uh, especially as we learn more about those that we hold up as national heroes historically, right? And do we maintain, like, just even the physical statues? Do we, you know, like just how, so I find this book kind of challenges that, Part of it, and what I 
even as I read it, I remember when I grew up in Newfoundland and learning, in, even in elementary school, this stuck in my head, that the Beothics were uh, exterminated from Newfoundland. And that's what I learned. And that's all that there was to it. But then we also have a rich history of Métis and Inuit, but you don't really, we didn't learn that history. So I always thought it was really interesting now that I've become in the last 10 years or 20 years, I'm like, wait a minute, I just learned about the history uh, of the extermination, but there's so much more. So it's, a, so I, that's why I'm choosing this book. And I think Michael Cremiel is very charming, lovely Newfoundland accent. <laughs> So I would like to see him on there as well. He, I think he'd be a great author. Sorry, I was just going to respond to that by saying he's had two on the long list before, but I don't think he's ever made it to the short list. Oh, see? And River Thieves, um, it's funny, I have three of his books sitting here, so I'm just looking at yeah. them to make sure that I'm telling you the right Was it, was it uh, one of the long list? Uh, no, this one, I don't okay. think, is, I don't think, don't, you know, I could be wrong, but I don't think yeah. this one. So yeah, I actually have four of his books here, but two of them have been long listed Sweetland and Galore or the two. That oh, I'm yes, yes. Of. Yep. Um, but, and I have never read any of his books, but they're sitting right here. Oh, well, so I got to get on that. that. You got to get on it. Yeah. Um, so I wrote down a couple because um, I was like, they're going to steal my answers and it's gonna <laughs> look like I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, so that's not really why, but it, these were just ones that I was thinking about. Um, so I, I picked, you know, what's my reasoning for picking this? I picked the Western Alienation Merit Badge by Nancy Jo Cullen. Oh, I don't know this one. That's I why either. I picked it. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, because I had a feeling that most people's reaction would be what you just said. Like, what? Who is this? What's going on? Um, so, um, yeah, Nancy Jo Cullen. So funny story about Nancy Jo Cullen is um, we actually were from the same hometown. I actually grew up with her nephew, <laughs> but I didn't know all that. And I went to a to a book conference. Actually, it was The Fold. It was uh, Festival of Literary Diversity. And there was this woman there and I, I just felt drawn to her in some way. I was like, okay, somehow she's important. Then I found out she, her name was Nancy Jo Cullen. And I saw that she had a, a couple of books out. Never heard of her. Never saw the books before. I picked up one of the books, came home, and my friend uh, made some comment about his Aunt Nancy. And I went, like, Nancy Cullen. And he said, yeah, that's my aunt. I said, I just saw her at a conference. <laughs> and so I thought, well, I started, I better read this book. So the Western Alienation Merit Badge um, I read last year, it takes place here in Calgary, actually, before I was a Calgarian, um, I read this and uh, it takes place early 80s. And it's about a family who has just lost the uh, matriarch, the mother of the family and the siblings. I think, I'm, I think it's two sisters that, is it two sisters? I'm pretty sure. Uh, the two sisters kind of come back together. The one is kind of the black sheep of the family and um, they're trying to figure out how to help the father. And they, um, there's a lot about the grief and just coming together as, as a family. And there's uh, LGBTQ characters. There's, um, it's just a really interesting read. Um, and then every chapter is one of the badges. Oh. Like they're named after one of the badges that you would get. Um, so it's really cool. It's kind of nostalgic that way. Um, so yeah, so that was one of them. And it was because, you know, one of the things I love about Canada Reads is I often hear about authors that I would never have heard of before. Yeah. And um, Nancy Jo Cullen, I think, has been flying under the radar for a little while. Um, so and I don't like, 
you know, I haven't read some of her others books, but um, yeah, I think she's an interesting person. She, have you heard of Helen Humphreys? Yes. Yeah. So they're part of her. Yeah. yeah that's that's yeah. their partners. Um, my other oh, one, sorry. Oh, no, sorry. Just me going, Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> the other one that I was thinking, and I don't know, um, but like Wabakishi Rice, Mm-hmm. I was thinking mm-hmm. any of his books really snow you know snow of the crusted uh snow what is it moon oh, on the crusted moon snow on the crust, thank you yeah moon <laughs> of the crust uh, moon of the crusted snow you know is probably his most popular but he has others too like um midnight sweat lodge I, I really liked as well um I'd love to see him on Canada Reads I think that would be really good yeah that's a good one um yeah those those were my thoughts yeah well, I have to, I just wanted to say this because I'm not sure, Tara, if I've ever said this to you, but I did say this to Shauna in the past. Whenever I go to Goodreads and I add a title, I go, oh, that sounds good. I add it to my list. Every single time I add it, it will it will say, Bookworm Adventure Girl has marked this as want to read. <laughs> <laughs> and I think to myself, okay, you must have five million books on your list because it doesn't matter what I put on there your name is on it and it makes me laugh every single time that's funny that is very funny Rebecca I don't have a million I probably have a few thousands oh okay um but we do tend to read a lot of similar things that's true especially since you do read Canadian literature right so yeah well um, but sometimes I'm looking but sometimes I get really weird like like you know, it'll take me down a weird path when I'll find this book and I'll go, oh, that actually sounds kind of interesting. And they're not all Canadian, but I just go, and then I look and I go, son of a gun, there it is again. <laughs> it makes me laugh every single time. I love it. It, it really, it, and, and actually, quite frankly, I look, now I look to go, wait a minute, what? She doesn't have it on her list if I come across one that's not on the list. <laughs> You know, it's funny because I have a friend who kind of does the same thing. She'll say, uh, have you heard of this book? And then I'll say if I've heard of it or not. She'll say, because I looked on Goodreads and you didn't have it. Or I saw that you had it on Goodreads and you rated it, whatever. So well, I'm like, you know, I'm, I don't know that I should necessarily be the bar of what you're looking for in a good book. But um, I'm glad that you, you know, you're checking. So that's good. That's good. No, you you read so widely and so much that I just no I I always do look for you know your opinion on things I I really like to get your take on stuff so yeah so that's in fact that's why you're here again with us and we <laughs> hope that you'll continue to join yeah. us in the in the future of course well thank you well you know I love to talk about books and I like when you know it's nice when you're like oh I thought that too but it's also nice when it's like you have a, a different take you know mm-hmm. and uh, that we can yeah. learn more that way I think. Um, when we hear other people's opinions. So I think that's important. And uh, yeah, I'll join you anytime. Just let me know. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's what that's what Tara and I said that if, because we keep agreeing on everything. And so we said, we made a deal that the next, like the first time we totally disagree about a book, we're going to do a podcast on it because that, that will be a different take since we almost always agree on what we like. So yeah. Does anybody want to add anything else as our, as we wrap up Canada Reads 2022? No, except I have to now get back on Goodreads so I can test yes. this Jolene factor. <laughs> Jolene factor. Well, let me know how it goes, Sarah. I will. I will. I'm going to try tonight. I'm like, I'm going to like something, try and think of something obscure and see what happens. I well, love then, it. We, then we can always do something on like, why haven't you read these books, Jolene? That's true. <laughs> That's right. We are, yeah. to- we are totally going to do that. <laughs> That's right. That's right. No, I always like a good, you know, book recommendation. So I'm always, I, I never stop doing that. I never think, oh, I have too many. 
you know, on the list. No. It's always like, oh, that one looks really good. I'm adding that. And so that's yeah. why there ends up being a thousands on there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just want to say thank you to obviously my partner, Tara, in, in this journey this year on Canada Reads. We had so much fun, I think. And I want to thank Jolene for joining us. And she, jo- Jolene, really seriously, you are welcome back anytime. We have so much fun chatting yeah. with you before, during, and after. So everybody have a wonderful rest of your year and we will see you all back for Canada Reads 2023 next year. Thanks. Thank you, Jolene. Thank you. Thank you to both of you.